This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Welcome to this week's episode of your home for everything current, up-to-date, and modern-day professional wrestling. Place Be Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscola. Uh, we have a good show for you this week. We had to take uh, a little time for summer things and such, but we are back. We are coming off a hot, hot wrestling weekend. And uh, more hot wrestling weekends to come as we head out of summer and into the fall. I mean, we're early August. Let's not wish the summer away. But uh, things should be crack a But I'm not going to do it alone. Let me bring the rest of the crew. This gentleman, the purveyor of the King's Support Patreon. Um, I was hoping that there'd be something I could tell him hanging from the rafters of one Ford Field. But as the other guy on this team can uh, on our team can indicate, there wasn't much. Nathaniel Milton, the Godfather, there really wasn't much hanging off the 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 rafters of Ford Field. Mm. Not much. I think your high school has more banners. It just might, Scott Criscola. And 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 full disclosure, you know, it's good to talk to you as always, Scotty. But the only reason I'm here is because Steve Willie promised me a a viral moment this mm. week, and so. Oh. Uh, I'm 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 looking to Steve. Uh he he gave me a lot of energy drinks tonight, uh this morning. So I'm 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 excited for, for Steve Willie's viral moment. Steve Willie, much like Kim Kardashian many years ago, this destroys the internet with, with his ass. <laughs> Good evening, Steve Aloysius Willie. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. How's that for a setup, Steve? That is a pretty good setup. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your, uh, you know, the hot weekend wrestling. Good Lord Almighty, Scott, we got some hot stuff to talk about. Yes, we did. Holy <laughs> shit! Hot. The hottest venue I have ever been in. I, you know, some of people listening know I rent and track. I have run indoor track events in facility and like finished races of multiple miles cooler off than I was at any moment at a GCW <laughs> show this past weekend. Oh my God. I, like if any like amateur wrestlers or MMA fighters, I have three M's apparently MMA player uh, fighters uh, want to go lose weight. You want to drop weight, go to Harpo's in Detroit, Michigan, mm. and Oof. you will lose about 10 pounds. You'll also test positive for THC, but you will lose 10 pounds. Real oh, quick. my God. Bring wipes. Bring masks. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. We'll get to that. We will get to that for sure. Uh, we'll also get into the next night where the building was much more comfortable. <laughs> and the wrestling was pretty good as well. Results? 50-50. I'm curious your gentleman's thoughts on how the slam of summer went down. And then we will look ahead. Of course, WWE is now in the rearview mirror, at least in ring. 
they got a lot of stuff to talk about out of ring. Uh, but of course, now the spotlight back on AEW as their big show is now next. All in coming up uh, four weeks from Sunday uh, from the uh, from Wembley Stadium in uh, London. We do have a match, a match. Might be a couple mm. others. I think it's just a match. We're up to five. Five matches. Mm. Shortly. Uh, we'll talk a little Impact, because I've got news about Impact that I think uh, people will, will uh, enjoy. Um, and uh, you know what, Steve, Willie, and uh, Nathaniel Milton, we can also talk about uh, the G1 Climax, because I don't think we've really talked about any of that lately. Um, Steve's probably 50 matches behind, but that's okay. Um, um, I might be. <laughs> you might be. But it's already over, so it's too late. Um, or is it over? Yeah, I think it is over. I think it They're done in the final four. Okay. So um, let's talk. Uh, we'll talk GCW later. Let's start with the big show, of course. Let's go to um, Ford Field last Saturday, a week ago yeah, tomorrow. Um, and it's good that we have a couple of different, um, a couple of different uh, perspectives tonight because Nathaniel watched it at home. And, of course, uh, as we've mentioned, Steve and I were in the building um, here are your results for those. I mean, the statute of limitations is well past. So if you haven't watched it at this point, you probably didn't care. So, uh, Logan Paul defeated uh, Ricochet in 18 minutes. Cody Devontae Rhodes continued the story ending, defeating Brock Lesnar in 1735. LA Knight, yeah, which we heard a ton of in Detroit. I, I just hope that that doesn't turn into the new what. But, uh... He won the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royale in 11.55. Uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Ronda Rousey in an MMA rules match in 7.30, which most people think is it for Ronda. Gunther continues his run as Intercontinental Champion, defeating Drew McIntyre in 13.40. Seth Rollins successfully defended the World Heavyweight Championship against Finn Balor in 18.30, which I thought was a great match. I think Finn should have won, but I thought the match itself was fantastic. In a triple threat for the women's title, Bianca Belair in 2045 won the women's title. And then she didn't. As seconds later, one of the funnest cash-ins ever, and I believe the first cash-in I've ever seen live, EO Sky, with the help of her damage control mates, supposedly pinned a gimpy Bianca and is the WWE Women's Champion. And in the main event... The Tribal Combat Match for the Undisputed Universal Title and Recognition of Tribal Chief of the Anoa'i Family. The big guy still reigns. Ha <laughs> ha Supreme. Roman Reigns, who got hurt in this match, defeated Jey Uso with the help of Brother Jimmy in 3605. I have some interesting things about that match and what to do out of it uh, in a minute. I'm going to start with you, Nathaniel, since you were the one that you watched, you watched it at home. Uh, some of your general thoughts on the show and what you thought the energy was like watching it at home. Mm. And then Nate and I, and then Steve and I will get into what it was like in the building. But what were your thoughts watching it, general observations, and what did you think of the energy level from where you were watching? Yeah, I thought overall it was a solid show. You know, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. It was, it was the weird show that was both too long and then the pacing was off so it felt like <laughs> there were things that like i feel like becky and trish should have had a spot on the card yeah um 
I feel like, you know, there were there were some things you could have done to break things up a bit. Uh, but I think for the most part, the matches were solid. Like, I think Ronda and Shayna aesthetically was probably the worst match, due in part because they threw this MMA stiff on at the last minute, yep. uh, like a week before. And that was where the crowd, like just on TV, you could tell the crowd wasn't really digging it. Uh, and it's it sucks because they worked hard, and it was probably something that they've they'd romanticized in their mind, Steve, for years. Mm. And then it just didn't it just didn't come to fruition in the way that they thought. Um, I thought Cody and Brock was a good match, and and much longer than I thought. You know, it would be knowing knowing how Brock likes to. Uh, work you know he didn't get paid by the hour uh so i felt like that was a good match it probably should have gone right before the main event though because i feel like the last hour or so of matches in terms of the placement kind of the atmosphere felt a bit off because we knew roman wasn't losing we didn't know that uh you know we were going to have a new jack city moment with g money and (laughs) nino brown on the bridge between the usos uh, but but we knew Roman Reigns was going to come out of that match winning. Um, so I feel like if you had placed Cody's match before that, it would have you know given you a little bit more energy going into that match, and also it still keeps Cody and Roman linked in the back of your mind because that's where all of this is going. Because as we saw on Monday Night Raw, Cody does not give a damn about Seth's World Championship. He's 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 not here for that. Uh, I thought the women's match was good, the three way. Uh, Despite winning and then losing the title in under a minute, this was still by far Bianca Belair's best SummerSlam uh, to date. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought Logan Paul and Ricochet was good, even though I feel like that was maybe six or seven minutes too long. Uh, so there, there was a lot of good on the show, but I do feel like the pacing was a bit off and there were some noticeable dead spots, most notably like the Battle Royal and uh, Shane and Ronda. So I, I give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, uh, that's about what I've seen. I, I, that's about what I've seen other people graded as. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I did not watch Shayna Ronda or the first half of Gunther and Drew because mm-hmm. I walked through and I, I told Steve this. I stopped at every merch stand in Ford Field. Probably I don't know eleven of them. Maybe eh, maybe not that many. Maybe eight of them. Looking for the black SummerSlam retro hat that I stupidly didn't buy the day before in the Superstore downtown. (laughs) Then when I went back to the Superstore on Sunday, me and my good friend, Mr. Keith Langston, uh, uh, they didn't have them anymore. I did buy a SummerSlam hat, though. I bought the uh, blue and the the orange brim with the script. Don't don't worry, Scotty. It'll be on eBay in a month for $300. Yes, or three dollars, depending on your. I'll find an <laughs> AEW fan who will be selling it for three dollars. So yes, um, uh, is and, it the uh, SummerSlam 2023 retro logo? Yeah, it's on WWE Shop right now. I know it is. I ended up buying it. Oh, so, <laughs> probably for I cheaper up than you would have got it. The cool the thing was, follow, watch this, guys. Watch, check this out. So I was there. Some little little sidebar here for a minute, and then I'll continue on. So, like I said, the following day, Sunday, they were open from 10 to 2 downtown. You know, the one over – it was over on that side street there, Steve, on the other side of the, the Coney dog places. Sure. Um, 
And they were open from 10 to 2 on Sunday to clear out all the stuff before they moved on. I think Raw was in Minneapolis. So I went in there and I saw, and I, of course, no hats except the current hat, which Keith bought, which looked good on him, but I was, eh, it was okay. Um, then I got the, then there was the hat with the Mets colors, although I'm assuming Tigers colors. I have to thank Mr. D'Amato for suggesting I buy that because, you know, Met fan and all. We saw it at uh, Buddy's Pizza Place in uh, downtown Detroit on Saturday afternoon. Um, so the guy goes, so listen, so I went up to the guy, I said, do you have any of the, uh, do you have any of the, um, the black retro hats? He goes, nah, they all went yesterday afternoon. He goes, but I'm going to do this for you, though. And he wrote down a code for me that expired, I think, Wednesday, but I did it Monday. It was a code to put in to knock off, because it's, it's a couple bucks more expensive on the website than it is live. So... This code allowed me to get the price that I would have got if I bought it there and no shipping. So he gave me, so I, I paid for the hat on shop.com, but I, but I, but the amount of money I spent equals what I would have paid in the store. So that was cool. So I will be getting that. Disappeared into thin air. Yes. And then it it went, (laughs) and then it went, so, uh, I did love the logo this year. I got to say, the gear looked great. I think Detroit was a great city. Uh, I think the the colors, whether it was Lions colors or... Did you notice, Steve and Nate? Because it's really... You know, you can answer this too, obviously. You don't have to be there to answer this question. Um, I noticed, you know, there's there, Detroit is one North American city that has all four major sports. They have the Lions, of course, the Tigers, the Pistons, and the Red Wings. But did you notice that they that they went... Well, you knew they were going to go deep with the Lions because they were playing, you know, the show was in their building. But they did go deep for the Tigers. But I didn't notice any Red Wing-themed stuff or Pistons-themed stuff. Hmm. I don't think I... Is it because it was summertime? I don't know. Or because Pistons are terrible? Well, that's true. (laughs) But the Red Wings are legends. Hockey town. Yeah. Cool bar right across from Little Caesars Arena. But, um, I don't know, I just thought that was odd. But anyway, um, they did have some cool t-shirts, though. They had like a lot of, uh, and they they were they went they definitely leaned into the retro logo, the old school logo that of course is now the logo of our show, you know because I rotate them. Of course, our current show logo is reminiscent of old school uh, SummerSlam. Um. So Steve, yeah, you and I were in relatively different sections in the building, so it's not really that. And Ford Field is not. I mean, you could drop Ford Field into AT and T Stadium in Dallas. It just felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, do they retire numbers? I don't think they do. I think they just had. I think they had like a hall of like a wall of honor, kind of like the Cowboys do. Because I saw a bunch of obviously legendary lions, like obviously Barry and Billy Sims and Bobby Lane and Lem Barney and Alex Karras, you know Webster's dad. And uh, oh yeah, kind of like in a uh, Lambeau Field, they have the yeah, names Herman on Moore. The... I think Herman Moore was there too. And they were all on the wall against the wall of sweets, which I thought was kind of very strange. Yeah, the wall, the wall of sweets, which yeah, uh, the wall of it's very strange. Nate, all the sweets were on one side of the building, and they stacked mm. up really high. Yeah, and it was like I, five, it, five high of of sweets. It was very mm. weird. It, Overall, yeah. though, I thought Ford Field was a nice building. I will say that it's a pretty cool looking building. I would go there for a Lions game. Sure. It's a million times better than the New Orleans uh, Super Dome, whatever they call that right now. Uh, these a million times better. Yes, I've heard that New Orleans as a city. Is pretty great, but 
the Superdome for shows is not. It was not the great. yeah the hallways and four feel you can actually get around and walk around. It mm, felt like yes. a giant basketball stadium. Mm. It did. But, it felt very weird. You know, Nate, when you're in an arena or a ballpark, and if you're in the concourse, you sometimes could look through to the field. Yeah. Yeah. Ford Field has that. You could walk through the concourse and look down at the game, or in this case, look down at the ring. And I thought that was kind of wild because I've never seen that for a football stadium. Right. Very, very, very neat. Very, very unique for Ford Field. I thought it was very cool. And on a, also on a side note, uh, I went Saturday. Steve, I know you and uh, JD went on Sunday. If you're in the general area in, in Detroit, you have to go to Comerica Park. It is a nice park. It is I a really nice ballpark. Up on the so, top of the ones I've been at. Yeah, it's a really nice ballpark. They have a carousel, very fan, you know, family friendly, tons of food. I had a corn dog. It was average, but I had, I had coffee, ice cream. That was delicious. And uh, the team's bad enough that it was it was mm-hmm. Brett and my, my buddy Brett Carlson who uh, went with me. But uh, the, the, oh, I thought teams, JD went. With you. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're just they're not that good. So we were able to get second row dugout seats for sixty dollars off awesome. of uh, SeatGeek, which is licensed by MLB. So they were legitimate seats. We we're like like close enough to talk to the Rays. Uh, brought like my son home an autographed baseball from uh, Yandy Diaz from the Ooh. Rays. Like talked to Wander Franco. Awesome. It was like it was a really nice stadium. There's a um, we were in a, we were out in uh, we were out in right center field. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was warm, but but a really nice. And they love love Miggy love. Mm-hmm. Miggy's like Jeter here. Or, oh, because you went in the uh, Miggy like retirement. Yeah, day, this is right? the retirement year. Now you guys must have had a regular game on Sunday. On Saturday they had uh it was like Latino Day. So they passed out uh, they had it was Jersey Day. It was mm-hmm. Miggy Jersey Day. So the front of the jersey said Tigres. Tigres in navy blue. And it had Miggy in there. And they wore they wore white ones that day, obviously, because they were the home team. So anyway, I I, I apologize for digressing, but but if you're in that, if you're in the general area and you're one of those ones that collect, um, you know, that collect, uh, uh, you know, ballpark trips, you have to go to Comerica Park. It's a beautiful ballpark. It really is. Anyway. So I didn't catch Shayna and Rhonda or the first half of Gunther and Drew because I was walking around looking for my fucking hat. Um, but I do. I have to say, Nate, I agree with you. Even walking around the concourse, I felt like I was not the only one walking around the concourse during that match. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to re-watch, rewatch Gunther and Drew because I love watching those two just meat slap each other. Um, uh, yeah, Gunther Drew was good. I mean, obviously it wasn't as good as the three-way Romania with Sheamus, but it was still right. good. It was a little short, though, which is, again, why I'm saying I feel like if you had taken five minutes off of the Ricochet match, you could have thrown that on to shame uh, to uh, Drew and Gunther, uh, Slim Walt on these streets, Steve Willis. <laughs> uh, and I think that would have, because that match was good, but it felt like it was just missing a gear. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that five minutes could have given it that extra gear. Could you? Yeah, Logan, hear- and, Logan and Ricochet was 18 even, and Gunther and Drew was 1340. So even if you split the difference and add like, I don't know, two and a half minutes to. Mm-hmm. Gunther, and you have them even. Even that's good. But yeah, I feel like Logan and Ricochet did not need 18 minutes. Could you, you know hear I mean? Gunther and McIntyre uh, like chopping and hitting each other on the broadcast version? Yes. Okay, because it was it was hard 
to here when we were sitting. So it was like it lost kind of the mm. the oomph mm. that I like right. to see when I see those guys wrestle. Um, but yeah, like overall for me, it, it was yeah a little bit of a mixed bag. My, my favorite match, and maybe it's it just like bringing back the old Brock Lesnar that I like mm-hmm. was the Lesnar Rhodes match. I liked the concept of Brock just. Uh, I've always liked him suplexing guys. Where right. I got sick of Brock was that he would just German suplex guys same <laughs> over and over and over. It's like he would just show up, do three different moves, and that's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But he was like deadlift, power bombing them, and like overhead yeah. suplex. And I liked the concept of him just dumping Cody Rhodes out of the ring like a bag of garbage and laughing and watching as he tried to you know, struggle back in the ring. And Cody Rhodes, not the biggest fan of him, but he does the best when he's like this underdog telling a story like, you know, crawling in the ring, sixth mm-hmm. and seventh and eighth and then nine. Good thing it wasn't uh, New Japan because we'd still be there right now. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, that was my, my favorite match. And I saw some people like, well, why, why would Brock win that way? Like, because he's an asshole, you know that's that's why he's just, right. he's sadistic. That's it just you wanted to destroy him, and mm-hmm. the end moment of the two of them embracing. I, I don't know whether that was planned or not. I heard both sides of that, but Cody seemed genuinely surprised by that. Um, kind of cool, and then all Brock needed was a, a horse to ride off into the sunset. Yeah, and I think the like. And uh, I was over on True Hill Heat the next day on Sunday morning uh, with uh, Sid and their post show. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, Cody, and I, I, I give more credit to Cody than I do the company uh, because he has remained hot in a situation where we've seen so many others cool off, Steve Willie. Yeah. Uh, and I also think, you know, to WWE's credit, they know that 20% of Cody is that damn song. And so now they're getting to the point where they just play it and play it and play it. And when you're <laughs> watching uh, on Raw, they'll time the commercial breaks to the woes so they can get that <laughs> in. Like, they like they have they, they have come around, I think, on, on the presentation of Cody. Not that it was bad before, but I think now they're really leaning into it. And so now the question is going to be, Steve Willie, can they keep this hot until uh, Philadelphia? That's mm. the question. The song? The song song will be hot forever, Steve. (laughs) Yes. We all knew Roman was going to win, like you said, but I I, I thought J.J. was the better choice to win in this story because he's kind of what that that initial Hell in the Cell match Mm -hmm. with Roman and Jay was kind of what brought Roman to the next level Mm -hmm. when there were no fans and he had to sell the the match by trash talking jay and trash talking jimmy and it felt like it was a good full circle moment but there's a story that needs to be finished i don't know what that story is at this point but i i did you guys hear the comment uh paul Heyman made in the post yes we're just in the third inning steve willie yeah i mean is that paul Heyman or what like (laughs) just talking out of his ass the the that's funny Bad joke I made on on the way home when I was listening to that was hopefully it's a four and a half inning rain out. <laughs> huh. No, we're going into extra, Steve. Oh God. 
I felt that Sammy, th- these are just like little things too. Sammy Zayn, I know Kevin was injured, Owens was injured, mm-hmm. but it feels like he deserves a spot somewhere on the show. Like even mm-hmm. coming out and, you know, helping Jay after Roman won. You know, even if it was kind of a, an off-the-air thing, because you would see Sammy in some um, sequences in the back with Jay during uh, SmackDown, like, trying to get in his head, like, hey, do the right thing, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. I, think, like, I think he would have got something, but nope. Uh, the Eos guy, from, like, the time Belair got injured uh, in that match to the cash-in, I thought was fantastic. There were people that bit for that Belair injury legitimately. When she was walking back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there were several sections that I heard clapping for her, like, you know, like she is legitimately injured and, oh, we're going to, they're going to have to do this, you know, rest of this match without her. Um, and, and then the cash in, I think it was my first cash in two live, Scott. And mm-hmm. um, the little thing I liked about it was Bailey taking out, um, Flair mm-hmm. and Asuka with the briefcase before the match I started. Yeah, I, because... I, I thought it was great that, yes, I love the fact that, like, they were clearing a path for her. Justin made a point to that. He's like, that was great that, like, she cleared a path for, for EO to come in the ring. Like, that right. was awesome because you never see a faction cash in, you know? That's very rare. It's very it rare. And they had months that, like, they were teasing the breakup between the two of them mm-hmm. that bailey was costing sky matches and sky was costing bailey matches did you guys hear the story about dakota kai too coming in no what? no they did not and this is directly from dakota kai this isn't like rumors or anything they didn't call her to come until one o'clock that afternoon mm-hmm. so she had to get they had to put her on a plane that plane got delayed uh, so she got there, I believe, during the Gunther match was when she got wow. there. And they had someone meet her in the like the car that came and picked her up at the airport to do her hair and, and then show up. So like that, like if there's any doubt that Vince McMahon was involved in this show, that seals it right there. <laughs> like oh, we're going to do this title change. Oh, we should probably get her like six hours before the show, give her a call to fly her in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, speaking, speaking of cash-ins, that was the other thing that I thought, mm. you know, Finn looked really dumb. Yes. <laughs> the way he lost to Seth. Uh, I, I too, Scotty, thought that was a bit, that would have been the moment for Finn to win, especially since we, we've heard the reports about Seth's physical physical condition. Uh, but the way Finn went out, it was like, you know, and again, I made the joke on uh, True Hill Heat, like, who crawls to a briefcase head first? Like, most <laughs> of us would crawl towards an object, Steve Willie, with our <laughs> hands out so that we could grasp <laughs> the object and pull it towards us. Not, not our guy uh, Fergal on these streets. He crawls head first, so his head is perfectly positioned over this object to be stomped upon. And it just, like, it, it made Finn, Finn was already the weakest, not, not the weakest part. I, I shouldn't say that, because I like Finn. I think we all do. But yeah, in this definitely. configuration of Judgment Day, Finn is the least important member of Judgment Day, and he went out like a chump <laughs> at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, I really feel like because each of them have something. You know, obviously, uh, Rhea, who should have wrestled and didn't, is of course the the women's world champion. You have even even fucking Dominic and his Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. mullet has a belt, and um, and then of course you know Damien's got the briefcase. What the hell does Finn have? More disappointment. He needs. <laughs> it's a win. nice purple handkerchief in his pocket. Yes, that, like, pops his he outfit. He needed to win. He needed to win Saturday. I don't think it. It does nothing to Seth for Christ's sakes. It really does nothing. Finn should have won. Finn should have won. I think it would have been more of a fun story. For for me, for Finn to have the belt and then Priest to have the the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Will he turn? Will he not turn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and Damian Priest is is actually Damian Priest is um uh is getting it like he gets it mm-hmm. like he gets the 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 um mannerisms the eye contact this is an experienced guy who knows his shit and eventually Finn is going to just out and let's be honest guys Finn shouldn't even be in this faction the only reason he's in it is because Edge told Vince I'm not talking to ghosts and zombies and <laughs> anyway. decided to leave and <laughs> Finn just came in because they needed a established guy to lead it and at the time Damien wasn't there but really Damien really should be calling the shots right now and they should dump Finn and get a fourth side person uh, who's sitting around doing a big lot of nothing I got an idea. How about Drew McIntyre? Hmm. It is evident, as we saw Saturday, that his babyface run is pretty much over. He should join Judgment Day as a as for Damian Priest. Now I know that sounds stupid, and and Callum McDougal's going to hate me for that, but because he's champion. But unfortunately, Judgment Day is in a weird spot because everybody other than the leader has something. Mm-hmm. So the leader would have to be somebody that has nothing to go for or something of that nature. And I mean, like, like, like Drew McIntyre leading the Judgment Day? Eh, probably not. No. So I'm not sure. Do you have Finn and Cody for the next several pay-per-views? Eh? What do you think, Nate? I'm kind of perplexed on, on where Judgment Day goes from here. Yeah, I think there's, there's a couple things. Because we did see um, uh, J.D. McDonough mm-hmm. pop up on Raw. So there's, there's that tension. Uh, yep. But I, I do think we go to Cody Finn because basically Co- Cody told you without telling you on on Monday he's not bothered by Seth like he's he's he doesn't want what Seth has he isn't threatened by what Seth has he's looking at the guy on the blue brand like he yep he's like I'm here but I'm I'm only here because I'm contractually obligated to be here if not I'd be over there with that guy uh, so I think Cody is going. They're going to have to basically turn Cody into a modern day Terry uh, without all the backstage politics and mm-hmm. find find uh, threats that are credible enough 
Uh, like you're not, I don't, I don't think you're going to get better than Brock, uh, but you're going to have to find credible threats to keep Cody occupied until we can start ramping up his run to mania. Uh, right. So I think Finn is a guy that you could throw in there. I think you could probably do something. Uh, honestly, I think Cody and Logan Paul would be kind of fun mm-hmm. for a, a, a program. Uh, but I think that's where Cody's going to be uh, in terms of judgment day. I think Finn is is going to get ejected from the group. Uh, Drew's an interesting choice, uh, Scotty. But what if we introduced McDonough? You know, I'm not. Tra- it's the Men in Black, Steve Willie. I'm not training a partner kid. I'm training a replacement. <laughs> what if What if Finn's boy <laughs> is actually the impetus for Finn getting kicked out of the Judgment Day because he's. He doesn't become the leader because Priest ascends to the leadership role, but McDonough becomes the right-hand man. Yeah, it could be. It, McDonough is interesting. Like, I know they have a history. He has a history of Finn. But, he, you know, he was in that battle royal. I had no idea he was in that battle royal until after I heard, like, a recap of <laughs> the show. Um. Which reminds me, don't do a battle royal on a football stadium show. Mm. Royal Rumble, yes. Battle royal, no. Giovanni Vinci didn't know he was in the battle royal either. That that battle royal was such a waste of time. Like, I know they had to do it because it was a contract contract thing with Slim Jim so that we could put our uh, new Slim Jim poster boy over. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like you could have done the same thing if, like, and I know, no disrespect to... uh, to uh, who is it? Santos Escobar that won the right to challenge Austin Theory. <laughs> Nobody cares. I the Santos, no, you know, all all uh all uh respect to you uh and the LWO, but nobody believes Santos is gonna win. And if he does, it's not gonna mean anything. I think you could have put the belt on LA Knight and he could be have the belt and be the Slim Jim guy. They could have like a Slim Jim match. I don't know what a Slim Jim match is, Steve Willie, but it, it's way better. In, in concept or in theory, pun intended, than a pitch black match. Yes. So wait. Okay, hold on a second. Santos Escobar gets a shot at Austin Theory because he eliminated Austin Theory in the Rumble or the Royal the Battle Royal. No, they had a, a tournament like on SmackDown. Oh, okay. The last few weeks, and okay, Escobar good. Escobar <laughs> and Ray met in the finals, and then. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Ray got injured. Ray got injured, and so Escobar won, and nobody like nobody was excited about Escobar to begin with going into that mm-hmm. match, and then when Ray got hurt, everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I know that he eliminated Austin mm-hmm. Theory, and so I was like, wait a second. Does that mean that? No, that was, that was a stipulation in the battle already world? happening. And, yeah, that was a stipulation in the battle royal that <laughs> they didn't say in the arena, which. Yes. Hmm. I didn't know that either. I forgot about that. I, um, I mean, they needed the battle royal was just was obviously a vessel for an LA night moment because yes. he deserved it. I'm curious if uh, if he is the leader for the Royal Rumble. Hmm. Um. We'll talk more about that obviously as we get through the fall, guys, when we get into October, November, December, and some pay per views pass us. Um, we're way early to talk about January, but um, it's just something that we got to think about. If you're going to waste 
this much time on that garbage on, on that garbage <laughs> battle royal. Um, then, obviously, Ellie Knight is somebody that they care about. Now, apparently, there's they have, quote there's attitude issues backstage, but I don't blame him to be honest with you. Because he's pretty good. Um, his T-shirt was hot uh, all all weekend. I gotta say. Um, let's talk about Devonte for a minute. Um, where does he go from here for the next few months, Steve? SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because there's. They're still going to play that whole thing out with the Reigns and the Usos and in Solo, which mm. that, I think, in my opinion, should go to a four-way match at some point. Um, with Cody, I, I just, it's going to be a lot of treading water. I, I like your idea of Logan Paul. Um, the, judge, the problem with the Judgment Day is that the Judgment Day, depending on who's involved, is over. Mm. Uh, who's going to get cheered? Cody, Devante, or Rhea Ripley? Mm-hmm. I think Rhea. I, I, Cody Rhodes and Dominic, they did that already. I don't think many people really cared about that. No. Yeah, like, the, the Priest and Finn feels like where they're going eventually. I, Maybe it's Heel Drew. It could be heel Drew. I mean, Logan Paul's going to be training for a boxing match, so he's going to, or some sort of thing that he's got going on in a couple months. So I don't really know who there is for him. Hmm. Like, who else is at that level? I mean, obviously Omos. LA Knight would be a terrible idea, because they still believe LA Knight's a heel. Um, yeah. In terms of storyline purposes, AJ's a face. I'm just trying to see like who would even be is a possibility. Gunther and win the Intercontinental Title. Is Gunther Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, Gunther's Raw. Okay. Ah, that would. Everybody'd hate that. No, nobody I would, wants. That. I, I would hate that. The um, it's it's, it's pointless. It's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that is the mark in me right there. Like, don't you be taking. We'll get to that question in a minute, Steve. I mean, we've got, in terms of our heels, we've got Judgment Day, we've got Drew, I guess, we've got Logan Paul, we've got Shinsuke now, we've got Bronson Reed, (laughs) now we're starting (laughs) to get a little thin. Yeah, and Shinsuke is going to... Nobody wants to see Cody Miz again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a a problem here. (laughs) We can't fast forward to April, to uh, April, whatever it is, sixth or whatever in Philadelphia now. But I'm not sure what we could do uh, from here with Devonte. Well, we'll see what happens. There, there is no. Um, we, of course, our next pay-per-view is Labor Day weekend in Pittsburgh. Payback. Um, there's rumors Brock's going to be on that show. Then there's rumors he's not. So I'm not quite sure 
we'll we'll figure things out. Um, you know, as we get closer to that. Um, Maybe they make Cody the third member of the New Day. Uh, man, it's <laughs> right there for us. <laughs> well, we're going to need a very emotional farewell to Biggie, obviously. Well, I don't yes. know. Yes. Uh, there was, uh, just to let everybody know, in case you don't know, there was a story out. I saw it on Cultaholic uh, that uh, Biggie has been told uh, to retire, um, which sucks. <laughs> um. But again, we'll talk about that uh, as you know we move ahead and, and more details come out. Um, I mean, he could feud with. I don't know. Sheamus is a baby face. Um, I don't know. Nate made a good point. I mean, he just listed a bunch of heels, and that list is not that long. And yeah. if you're trying to protect Cody to get to April and the Chief, the sequel, then you're going to have to uh, do something this fall to appease somebody and, <laughs> and get that to get to that next level, to that next story, chapter. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you you do something where this wouldn't work either, though, because Cody would have to win. I was going to say maybe you do something where Seth gets tired of being ignored, Steve Willie, <laughs> and and he and he demands Cody face him, even though he's the champion. Uh, but then Cody would have to win that, so that doesn't make sense either. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mess. Yes, a mess that they didn't have, that they, they didn't need to be in. No, like it just. Yeah, where where is it falling apart? Is it that they're just riding the the Roman train, like you know, the bloodline storyline, much further? And if so, I get it. Like, it's... Well, well, the thing is, that story you could have told the same. And, and again, this is something I told Sid, and Sid will argue with me on this point till the end of the earth. You could have told the same story with Roman just being the universal champion, still breaking the record and, and all of that, whatever you, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But Cody, like Heyman says, Cody, you, you won the right to challenge for a title. Keyword being a title. Yeah. And Cody wins the, the title his daddy never yep. won. And he takes it over to Raw, and we don't have to create this new championship, which muddies the waters. Mm-hmm. And Roman and the Bloodline can do their thing with the Universal title. And everything's all done. Yep. Or... You go back to WrestleMania in Dallas, uh, not merge the belts at all, and we never have the problem to begin with. <laughs> and Roman only has one belt this whole time. <laughs> and then all's good. Um, but yes, this bloodline story is not going anywhere because we haven't even gotten to the Elder showing up. That's like this mid-season finale of the bloodline. They keep talking about it. I... The amount of people I heard say that Dwayne Johnson was showing up in Detroit <laughs> during during the actor strike. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, quite humorous. He, but, but can't. He, he says he can't. I mean, he could, but that would, one, would he show up in Detroit, Michigan? Two, <laughs> it wouldn't be a good look. 
And three, I have a feeling, as much as I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's probably working on stories, uh, scripts right now, because that's he's a workaholic. Yeah, he's, he's he's breaking he's breaking the line right now by working on projects. Mm, good point. Um, and selling Terramana tequila. Mm. Oh yeah, I've seen those ads. He's selling tequila. George Clooney selling tequila. Maybe they should have a match. George Clooney <laughs> and The Rock on whose tequila is better. I'm, the, I'm the Rock drinking uh, tequila point. seltzer right now. Mm. That sounds gross. No, it's actually <laughs> really good. I thought it was going to be horrible. It's a uh, Rea Soul tequila and soda. Sponsor us. It's like that beer from back in the day, tequila. <laughs> that was so bad. This is yeah, good. Tequila was terrible, but it got you drunk. Yep, yes, it did. (laughs) (laughs) He has to show up at some point. I'm breaking the SAG strike. (laughs) Breaking the SAG strike across the line. (laughs) It doesn't matter what your reasonable demands are. (laughs) I, I equate, sorry, I equate this strike to like league and union strikes the mm. billionaires pissing and moaning to other billionaires they can all fuck off in my opinion to be quite honest with you it's I feel all bad bob Iger's fault they just need batista to go in there and bust some ass right yeah. now because batista like you feel like he would be the guy going for like the like the 12th person on the writer's table for albert elementary and then like the extras for like uh, an Oscar bait movie mm-hmm. that that Batiste is going to go in and bust ass for them. <laughs> that would be funny. Dave Batista, strike negotiator. <laughs> He's an elder, isn't he? <laughs> I, I'm surprised he hasn't shown up yet. Because this story his involves his three sons. And his nephew? No. What what is a uh, Roman to Rikishi? I have no idea. Cousin, nephew. You know any of these Samoans are to each other? I feel like they're all cousins. Except for Samoa Joe. He's the <laughs> Yes. He's the Oliver, like Brady he's, Bunch. He's the one Samoan that's not connected to the rest of the Samoans. Yes. <laughs> At Long some point beach. they need like Haku and Tamatonga and mm-hmm. Hikaleo and Tungaloa and Jacob Fatu. Oh I would have no problem having a G, the, the Gorillas of Destiny in the WWE. <laughs> oh, that would be for, that'd be fucking great. I'd be I'd be totally in on that. And then Nia Jax comes back to solve everything. Oh Jesus, here we go. Mm. It was one time, Nathaniel. One time. <laughs> and she probably broke somebody's ankle. One time. No. The accidents um, happen. <laughs> let's talk about um Let's talk about Seth. Um, what do we do about Seth from here on out? He's the champion, but he seems to be another one that's kind of on an island. Nate, what do we think about Mr. Rollins? Like I said, I thought he was going to lose just so he could get some time off and and recuperate. Uh, right. But but since he's not, uh, you know, obviously we're the next place we're going is Seth and Shin. And as much as we all love Shin, we don't see we don't see Shin taking the W here. Uh, so I think the the 
and again, it's it's part of the issue with the Cody Roman problem that they've created. You've also created a Seth problem where he is the champion of your show, but he is easily the second most important person on the show. And so while the matches are always good with Seth and, you know, like, again, I think that match with Finn was great, except for the finish. Uh, Seth becomes less important because Cody's there and the natural the natural course of action would seem to be to build towards those two, but that's not what they're building towards. And uh-huh. so I like, I like the stuff they did on Monday with Seth and Cody as, as reluctant partners. Uh, but I feel like Seth is going to be treading water in a similar fashion to Cody. Uh-huh. Uh, because again, he's pulling from the same pool of heels that Cody's pulling from. It's true. What if they they just do Cody and and Seth and forget about the other thing? (laughs) Can we just do that? (laughs) I told you, Seth is just going to keep begging him every week. Like, fight me. Mm -hmm. Can we just like, and then, and then, and then just be done. You can just like, oh, that was the story. The story is over. He won the championship. (laughs) Everyone will forget. (laughs) <laughs> right they'll be like us i'll be like and like you know like snarky old people being like ah. but like they can they can say they did it and then move on and mm-hmm. do whatever they want to do with cody and, and then we can get back to what what you initially wanted nate which was just have cody do his thing and roman do his thing mm-hmm. let's um Let's talk about the women's division. Um, I hate to say this, and I apologize to Jennifer Smith ahead of time. Mm. Uh-huh. Is, there, is there Charlotte fatigue? Nate. <sighs> I, I'll lend my time at first to Steve Willie because he sounded like he had something deep on his mind there with that yeah. sound. Um, <laughs> I didn't Steve, think she Steve, looked good in that before match. You, before you start, Steve, yeah, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to be fair to Flair here. I like Charlotte Flair. I think <laughs> what happened to Charlotte it reminded me a bit of what she was like when she was in NXT at the beginning. Mm. Um, she, like she just was not. I, in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. They were ending up in the ropes a few times. Like Things just didn't. And like I said, after the Blair injury spot, I think everyone clicked. The figure eight with Asuka blowing the mist in Charlotte's face was awesome looking. And I yes. saw it back on, t- on uh, TV. It was even better on on television the way it was framed but it's just it felt she just felt rusty mm-hmm. and i don't you know i can go back to and while we're talking and see how many matches she's actually had right. this year but i can't imagine it's much um i, I just it, she just felt off and when you have three people in the ring that affects everybody 
So I don't, it's another one. These are, you know, we still have this Becky Trish storyline mm-hmm. that needs an end that I agree with you, Nate. It could have easily felt in there. If I can do an aside really quick about the length of the show, I think a big issue was the amount of time that were in between matches. And maybe that has something to do with Peacock mm-hmm. because there were like video packages and commercials and there were easily at times five to 10 minutes in between matches. Um, I think there were plenty of room for that. Uh, right. So there's, I, I don't, I, I'm hoping some of these newer women start to come up so you can have new feuds with people like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we have Dakota injured. I think we have Sonya Deville injured now. Uh, yes. uh, so we have, we do have Zoe Stark up there now but like are there other newer women i I guess eo sky well she's a champion yeah like they could do something there nate is there bianca fatigue you can't think so you can't ask Peter steve that (laughs) yeah now i don't think so i think with bianca the is part of the issue is they that the transition to smackdown i don't think it was the smoothest and that's not her fault you know i think that was kind of how they framed it right Um, but i think like i think bianca and charlotte is our match for mania i think that's where that road leads it's just how do they get there I think with Bianca though, it was it was a weird build to this three way, mm-hmm. where you've got like I think Charlotte works best as the heel, like the outright heel, correct. And I think Oscar, like Oscar, tried Steve, but mm-hmm. I never felt in this feud that like Oscar was this dastardly big bad heel. She's too lovable. Yes, like <laughs> like. You know, at 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 worst, she's like uh, she's like uh, Jason Momoa's character in Fast and Furious Ten, <laughs> just like a crazy maniac that you're like, okay, that was that was wrong what you did, but but it was fun. Uh, so I feel like the dynamic was a bit off in the three way, uh, not to mention, like Steve said, some of the clunkiness early on. Uh, I did love, you know, after the Bianca injury, uh, like the moment where she's struggling to get to the top rope. I I almost bit on that, Steve. I was like, are they going to have the tap out before she can land the 450? Because mm-hmm. that would have been an interesting, creative way to end that match. Uh, and then, like you said, the figure eight spot uh, where she rolled up Asuka. I thought that was a great spot. Um, so, no, I don't think Bianca is, if there's a Bianca fatigue, I do feel like this was the least creative Bianca Belair entrance we've seen at a pay-per-view uh, where she's just drinking C4 uh, because we... We have to we have to sell these uh, sponsors, Scott yeah. Criscola. Uh, but no, nah, yes, she, she's uh like she's the female Cena. You know, she is the one that they're putting on. You know, the these talk shows. She's the one that they're putting on these sponsorships. She's doing the Make a Wish stuff. So yeah, I I don't feel like Bianca is in danger of kind of falling out of favor with the audience. It's just a question of, and this has been a question for uh, about Bianca for a while, Steve. Like. She has, I feel like she has outpaced most of her storylines. Uh, you know, mm. you go back to Becky Lynch. I feel like Bianca has done more with less than a lot of people in this company. 
Uh, so I think Bianca's going to be fine. The question about the women's division overall is an interesting one, particularly if we get specific with the women's tag division. Like, that that's a dumpster fire right now. Uh, in part <laughs> due to injury, but mainly due to booking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, Shayna that... Baszler. Like Shayna Baszler on uh, Saturday. Like, she got a decent reaction in Minnesota on Monday, but do we feel like Shayna Baszler is somebody that they're really going to put stock in this time around, Steve Willie? I, I don't. No, I don't think they've ever known what to do with her since NXT. Mm. She was booked incredibly in NXT. Mm-hmm. She was booked like a giant bully. It's not hard to do. They really don't have any giant bullies on on the women's roster for a Raw or SmackDown. Just just purposely injuring people. Like basically yeah. the Brock of the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um and this match, like we talked about earlier, felt like let, let's just throw the MMA rules together on there at the last minute, not tell anybody, not even explain what it means. Even in the match itself, yeah. maybe they did a commentary, but they're just like, this match is under MMA rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like that match, you could have done all of those spots that they did in that match and just made it a submission match. And mm-hmm. I think it would have been 10 times better. Or they could have just done strike, 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 suplex, 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 <laughs> submission, submission, tap out. Shayna wins. <laughs> um, speaking of Rhonda, she gone for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, mortgages don't pay themselves, Steve Willie. Hmm. That's true. Yeah, I think I think she's definitely going to be long, around for a long time. It sounded like the last time she got a bad reaction, she took mm-hmm. it personally. It yeah. really upset her. And I think that the reaction to this match is going to get to her even more. Because mm-hmm. she, she was already leaving. Mm-hmm. And I think now is going to feel even less uh feel less welcome back yeah. in her own mind and then the, everybody cheered Shayna the next night <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was pretty funny um i mean yeah ronda's pretty much i feel like also a lot of people have thought this way uh that she kind of stopped caring and didn't i i think it was more work than she fell even though she did leave um I think I'm okay. I liked Rhonda. I bought two of her shirts. I threw both out, <laughs> but for other reasons, they got all ratty. But um, I'm okay with her gone. It's fine, you know. But the women's division could use an overhaul. But mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't have sh- we didn't have Trish. We didn't have Becky. That match is apparently slated for like this Monday or next Monday. Um. Uh. We didn't have a Rhea title match. Mm-hmm. That was disappointing. Um, yeah, I there was a lot of guys who there were a lot of people that were left off the on the table, and that was disappointing. And these ma- a lot of a few of these matches did go a little too long. Love, I love Roman. Um, but did him and Jay 
really have to go 36 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a Tribal Chief match unless it goes 30, Scott, at least. Mm-hmm. Tribal Chief doesn't show up for anything less than 30. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. That's... Ugh. Overall, though, I enjoyed the show. It was fun. I enjoyed it live. Um, I now... Well, I'll tell you my next live wrestling show, and it's not WWE. Um, but um, I now look ahead to, well, for me personally, obviously looking ahead to to Philly. But uh, obviously we look ahead now to Pittsburgh, the other end of the state of Pennsylvania, for payback, which will be uh, September 2nd, I think. I think it's the Saturday, yes. And then we'll have Fastlane. Back to the one-word page. Well, I guess a lot, there are a lot of one-word shows. Fastlane in October. And then uh, Survivor Series, which will be the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend <gasps> in Chicago. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they? They have no right in Chicago. <laughs> the capital of tribalism. <laughs> um, speaking of, let's. well, before we get to AEW, let, let's... Steve and I do want to talk about the GCW show Friday night at Harpo's. Which looked like, Nate, we'll give you a little idea. Harpo's looked like one of those places that was probably pretty cool in the late 70s, early to mid 80s, that had awesome bands, probably local Detroit bands, maybe like a Bob Seeger or a Young Kid Rock or, you know, Maybe Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels played there in the 70s or something. Like, it looked like what, what used to be a pretty cool music venue. And, now- and then Oprah came. <laughs> <laughs> and now it looks like a giant cancer Petri dish. That's pretty much what it looks like. But ECW had their show, My Name Is, and it was complete. Oh, my God. Every, I hate that fucking song now. Hmm. <laughs> Because in between every match, hey, my name is what? My name is like a wack Every fucking between every match. <laughs> Steve Aloysius Willie, why didn't you kick the fucking speaker over? I thought maybe the, the wires would melt. Too sweaty. So, I, worried I, I, mean, slip and I mean, Steve Willie doesn't have to cuss in his podcast, but I do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and. And it was 4,000 degrees in that mm. No air. Steve and I were looking at fans, giant fans, that were not on. Yeah. No no joke. Mm. Giant, giant fans. That would have been blowing on the poor bartender. <laughs> yes. To, uh, to help them. Uh, not on. Not on well, you, at all. You, you just got to lose yourself in the moment, Steve Willis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, so... Uh, so yeah, there were a whole slew of us were up in the front, and um, I was in the the front row of the corner, like by the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And in the third match, which is uh, Violence is Forever, which is Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo beat Los Macisos. Um, Dominic Greeny's a pretty big dude. He's like kind of a amateur wrestling style guy. He just looks right at me, and this the match only went nine minutes. This match it was like a minute and a half. In and he just looks straight at me and he goes, God, it is so fucking hot. 
and we're like, yeah. <laughs> and he was just, <laughs> he was a big dude. And then your guy, Pero, um, Scott, you know, was in a match with Sawyer Wreck that went 13 minutes of, it was the worst match of the show. Um, Pero, I thought was going to die. Like, I, yeah, I, he, I thought he was, he, he was hurting. He was, he was hurting. really hurting, like to a dangerous level. Like, can you just go to the finish at this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like setting up like a choke slam through a door type thing. And he was just on his knees like his he's a big dude. And his like belly was just going in and out. And he looked like he was going to legitimately pass out. Like, just yeah. it was it was that dangerous. And then you had people around you just like smoking weed like crazy. And like, what is this place? Like openly, oh. just like three people with joints, like all around us. Like so, then you you get the combined sweat, wrestling fan stink as it is, <laughs> and hot. Oh. oh God, it was horrible. Oh. And it, and oh. it's what I hated about it was it was a pretty damn good show. And if I went back and watched it, I would probably I, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. I got a got I got a hug from Je- Jeff Hardy and didn't get arrested. <laughs> My God! But I do have ready for this, everybody. Mm-hmm. I do have a favorite GCW wrestler. Okay. In the mold of my of my favorite wrestlers of promotions. That everybody hates, like Triple H, <laughs> like, and like Shane Douglas, my favorite GCW wrestler oh, is the GCW yes, World to say this. Heavyweight Champion, Blake fucking Christian. <laughs> I wish that we were on video for this podcast. Actually, I don't because I worked out before this and I'm pretty nasty. Um, so you're sweating. <laughs> don't you go work out at Harpo's? No, I no, I just sat in Harpo's for a while and it was a like, <laughs> just, just just like sauna. Saunas are cooler than Harpo's. <laughs> I am sporting a Mariah Carey in Rainbows t-shirt though, so that would have gone over good. Um, you. Uh, <laughs> I, I Wish we like did the match game and I was like Charles Nelson Riley and had the Blake Christian because uh, I, I don't for the life of me know how he became a heel because he's like kind of a your classic flippy guy. But there's just something punchable about his face. And I, I don't know if he there was like any angle that specifically turned him heel, but he's just leans into it. Um, yep. That was a great match with him and Mike Bailey. Twenty three minutes. Yes, it went. And yes. Now, Mike Bailey obviously was supposed to wrestle, just as a side note, uh, Nathaniel, he was supposed to wrestle Leo Rush mm. um, on Friday night, but he, uh, Leo Rush, is it his knee or his quad, thigh, something? Yeah, I don't he, know. And he was hurt. Yeah. He expected to miss about a month, it says. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was sad because I wanted to see him wrestle quite a bit, but I mean he's the X Division champion. <laughs> it's gonna be a little more important than the uh, the yeah. Harpo show. <laughs> oh my! Um, what did you think of the yeah. match stuff, Scott? 
Because we, um, we didn't watch the one match of Cole Radrick and Crazy King. Like, Scott and I had to just step back to the uh, near the front door so we can literally yeah, catch Yeah, to the lot where it was a very cool 94 degrees yeah. instead of near, near the ring where it was 194 degrees. I did not have to sit ringside. They all sat at front row. I loomed around in the back because I walked in. I, I was the EO Sky of the bunch. I came in at the last minute. So um, I was called in at the last minute because they needed a last-minute heel. I did not get a chance to make my garbage can wrestling uh, sign, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, I thought it was fine. I thought a lot of the matches, my problem with GCW, there's the only thing, this is the truth, right? This is the total truth. I don't like garbage for garbage sake. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with a violent match. I don't have any problem with hardcore wrestling. Never did. Never did. But I feel like GCW a lot of the time just throws shit out there because they can. And it just aggravates that good wrestling on that show gets um, gets uh, forgotten like Speedball and Blake Christian because we had to watch uh, that the, the, the Manser and or Ranser or Mander or whatever the guy's name is. The two cowboy guys, the other dudes, and they're rolling around in fucking glass and shower doors and all this shit. And, I mean, I, I barely almost got hit with a Modelo can. Um, like, I felt like that was a waste. Even though I like Mander, because I like, mm-hmm. I, I always like heel uh, cowboy wrestlers. I think they're cool. Um, but then the main event sucked me in. Blake Christian gets it, guys. He gets it. He gets it. And he could be world champion as long as he wants. Uh, he defeated... Um, I'm guessing he beat Nick Cage? I don't remember I don't, how... I don't remember. Uh, he... Let's see. Uh, no, he defeated Masha. Okay. Masha, who won the belt from Nick Gage back in March at Eye for an Eye in the city, and then back in June at Cage of Survival 2 in Atlantic City, Blake Christian defeated Masha to uh, win the title. So he's had the belt since June. So it's hitting almost 70, it's about 68 to 69, 70 days. I think he's fantastic. Uh, I love a good heel. And to me, he's, I feel he's like the GCW spirit animal of, like, mid-90s, um, mid-90s, uh, uh, um, Shane Douglas. Mm. Okay. So that's my feel on Blake Christian. I think he's amazing. Um, Jeff Hardy at the end, and then obviously Nick Gage had to come out. Because he's the face of the company, and he had to, you know, pump up Matt. Oh, Jeff. And then Jeff had a concert, which, thank God, we didn't have to stay for. Um, <laughs> uh, what'd you think about that, Steve, that they had to do, that there was an extra ticket? I wonder if, I wonder if there was a combo deal. I don't know if there was a combo deal. It was, I mean, there were people lined up to go in, for sure. Uh, you know, definitely less than saw the GCW show, but easily a couple hundred there was a long line when you, when we left. Yeah, it was a long line. 
That's a nice double payday for him. Yeah. Payday for showing up and mm-hmm. um, I don't even think he did a move, did he? He just he did showed up in the ring and scared the uh Christian off and did a little talking segment and <laughs> didn't even man, if he would have brought merch and like eight by tens, I he would have made a couple grand easily. Additional to whatever he made with the concert. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah definitely didn't pay uh extra for the Jeff Hardy concert no. though. And I, I almost was gonna buy merch. Speaking of, I got I also had this moment. So what was her name again? The one that wrestled Pyro? Uh Sawyer Rock. Sawyer Rock. She uh after her match, she was at the merch table. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking around, I stopped her and I said, listen, I don't I've never seen you wrestle before. I'm 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 a new fan, but I thought you were really great. And she high fived me and she Mm -hmm. said, thank you. I said, I'm a fan of the N.W.A., so I know Paro. I'm sure it wasn't easy trying to lift him up and throw him around, but you did a really great job. So I did compliment her. It was pretty great Mm -hmm. because that's not easy, particularly a guy who's dead weight and sweaty and probably 320 pounds. So, yeah. Um. I am tempted, Steve Aloysius, Willie, and Nate, Nate Milton. Now, the next big show for them, they're in Atlantic City for homecoming, because obviously that's where they're from. But they are wrestling in Brooklyn in September. Mm. No one asked me to homecoming. Yeah. Uh, they're in Brooklyn at a, some some place in Williamsburg, I think it is. And I'll be going to the Say You Will show. And uh, mild stomping grounds of Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Ah, um, yes. And the uh, asbestos soccer arena. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the, the asbestos COVID arena, I should call it, the ACA. Um, mm. And they already have four matches announced for that, too. Blake Christian's going to defend against Francisco Akira, who's one of the cruiserweights, an, an Italian cruiserweight from New Japan. Uh, Nick Gage against El Ijo del Vaquingo, which should be a that's that's Mike's stuff right there, a complete clash of styles. Right. Uh, Masha and Rina Yamashita versus Los Macios in a tag team match. And then uh, this match is really straight for Nate Milton, keeping it 2000. Joey Janela versus Lash LaRue. Mm. Ah. That's hilarious. Voulez-vous bon ton roulette? <laughs> I don't know how many. Uh, there is not any listing on cage match of Lash LaRue wrestling since 2006. So he's rested is what you're telling me. Yes. <laughs> well, he can bring the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea with him. <laughs> Iukea. My God. Um, so, yeah. So I've been kicking that idea around. It's a Sunday. It's Sunday the 10th in Brooklyn. I'm tempted, Nate yeah. Milton and Steve Willie. I am. I, mean, I wish I could know ahead of time if Blake Christian will be defending the uh, GCW world title. I'm sure he'll be there. I would like a GCW championship belt. Well, I th- think they'll make belts. Um, they might make them out of glass shards. <laughs> yes, and, here's, yeah. and someone will take all the glass shards and glue them together. And uh, it will be a little art project. And human skin. Hmm. 
God. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's on. I, I'm looking at the. I think they're on Eventbrite. That's where you can get tickets. Uh, let's see here. Um. Right now, the only match they have for Brooklyn, it's at the Roulette Intermedium. Yes, Ooh. it's a beautiful place. It looks like it has air conditioning too. Wow. <laughs> Because the uh, Asbestos COVID arena, the soccer arena in Hoffman Estates does not. They, but they do have working fans. Mm. And so far, they have announced Killer Kelly versus Maki Ito for that show. Mm. Oh. And uh, Alex Coughlin from New Japan has also been announced. Uh, Richard Holiday, I believe you know. Is he, in a, he was in MLW, right? Yes, I think so. And then uh, Jordan Oliver, Nick Wayne, Effie, my girl, Allie Catch, And Blake Christian. Blake Christian has been announced for the show. Ah. Um, yeah, I'm looking here. Um, hmm. GCW, Aurelia, August 12th. Live wrestling at a roller skating place. And then the Orangeville Curling Club. <laughs> very very interesting um yes so i'm trying to find because you know what let me log in because uh i want to see the date i think it's the 19th of i'm pretty sure it's the 19th of um uh of august later this month um Where we have uh... the homecoming? Yeah, I got it here. Uh, night one. It's at the the old showboat. Uh, Alec Price versus Leon Slater. Don't know who Slater is. Death match between Violento Jack and Matt Tremont. Six way scramble match, which is the stuff I like that they do the best. Uh, Gringo Loco versus RS versus Commander versus Alijo del Vikingo versus Alex Sane versus Ninja Mac. Six-man tag team match, Crazy King and Los Macios versus the the trio version of Bussy, Thrussy, which is <laughs> Alley Catch, Effie, and Dark Sheik. Uh, this is up your alley, Scott. Double dog collar match. Joey, Janela, yes. and Sawyer Rack versus Charles Mason and Perro. Yes. Tag team match, Matt Cardona and Steph Delander versus Maki Death Kill, which is Maki Ito and Nick Gage. And then the GCW Ultraviolent title match. Uh, which is Rina, Rina Yamashita versus Takashi Sasaki. And then night two. They only have five matches. Oh, Dragon Kid. The old Dragon Gate. Um, not, not a kid anymore. He's probably close to 50 at this point. Uh, Dragon Kid versus Commander. Uh, singles match, Maki Ito versus Becca. I think that's how you pronounce B3 CCA. Uh, tag team title match, the East-West Express, which is Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne versus Takashi Sasaki and Tomoyo Hirata. Tag team match, Dante Leone and Ninja Mac versus Alec Price and Cole Radrick. And GCW World title match, Blake Christian versus Masha Slamovich, which makes sense coming out of uh, what we saw. Uh, two pretty good-looking cards. Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Um... I think that I'm uh, going to do 
that uh, I think I want to do that Brooklyn show. I have to talk to Dr. G. I think he would be very interested in that. Um, not far from where I live, obviously. Um, now, the next big, it's called Crushed Up 2. There's the show. Crushed Up 2. It's Sunday. What's, what's going in the bathroom at Harpo's? Sunday, September 10th, crushed up two from the Roulette Intermedium in Brooklyn. Uh, Tickets range from $39.19. Third row ringside is $65.86. Second row ringside is $71.21. The front row is sold out. Don't. Wah, wah. Balcony reserved for fifty five nineteen, stage reserved for sixty fifty two, and general admission thirty nine nineteen. All GA standing room only. I did not stand. I sat in some pretty stinky, skanky uh, <laughs> boots and high chairs, to- uh, you know, high tops. So, so just just to finish off, Nick, do you know the story about John and Way at Harpo's? Have you did you listen to their review at all? No, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, I was going to just uh, meet up with Way real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had time, once I, I didn't know he was there until like right before I got there. And uh, John and Way left four matches in because Way just couldn't take it anymore. Mm. Oh my God. It, it just could not take the heat, and they had all the other stuff to do. And he's just like, yep, let's get out. Like, <laughs> you know, I think I texted Canadians, they're not used to that kind of heat. No, I, I, I texted him, like, uh, like, like, I just basically said, Way, it's like, unbearable in here <laughs> and he's like i don't know if I'm, he's like i don't know if i'm gonna make it and then yeah later on he's like <laughs> we had we had to leave <laughs> like i totally understand it's <laughs> um on a side note before we move on here are the past gcw world champions oh scott's getting uh-huh. in scott is he's turning around turning the corner on gcw yeah. right before your very hours yep Gen, as long as uh, there's air conditioning, which I, as I long agree. As there's air conditioning, Blake Christian, and women that smell nice. Then we're mm-hmm. fine. Um, so, obviously, the inaugural champion, Jersey Championship Wrestling, started in 2000. Andrew Anderson was the first champion. Then, Loki. Mm. Reckless Youth. Then Reckless Youth vacated because he was inactive. He was, he, after a year, <laughs> due to yeah, kind of, He pretty much retired at that point. Yeah. Then Inferno won, a ter- won the vacant title. Deep Crowbar, period Inferno. Crowbar. Lance Diamond. Dirty Don Montoya. I've met this guy. He does not, <laughs> he does not belong in wrestling. Dirty Don Montoya. Ace Darling. One of my favorite indie guys of all time, Slick Wagner Brown, who I watched wrestling khakis, and then he cut promos on Twitter while eating Kung Pao chicken at Kowloon's. That was pretty great. <laughs> um, homicide. And then it, then shut, it, de- yeah, it shut down for a long time. Then it deactivated in 2004, reopened nine years later in the beautiful town of Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, where I stayed for WrestleMania 29. Damian Darling beat Eric Andretti to win the vacant title. He lost to, you ready for this? QT Marshall. Mm. A former GCW world champion. Then Janela, 
And that was when it turned to Game Changer, I believe. Well, one more guy. Tamatanga beat Janela. And then in June of 2015, that's when it became GCW. Gotcha. Mm. Tamatanga vacated it because he wasn't active. Kyle the Beast. I've won seen a him four before. Way. KTB. KTB. He defeated Joe Gacy, Joey Janela, and Pinky Sanchez, which is the name you stayed at the hotel, right? Yeah, Pinky Sanchez. Also, like this little—he was little. He was in Chikara for a while. I right. think. I think. I shouldn't. Uh, I think Pinky Sanchez might have run into a little problems with the uh, the old Pinky. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Then Matt Tremont beat Kyle the Beast, KTB. Then Nick Gage. Then AJ Gray, Ricky Shane Page, then Nick Gage again, then Matt Cardona, then a guy whose name I will not say, then Nick Gage beat him, the only GCW champion I ever fell asleep in front of, um, mm. then Masha, and now Blake Christian. There's your GCW champions of the past. So, there we go. We will see if I go to Brooklyn on January t- on uh, dis- on uh, September tenth. Two days before, however, gentlemen, on September eighth, September eighth, your boy here will be in a building. Well, what? good for you. I, I will be too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be inside of a building. What will we be doing? I don't know. I am going to be inside the White Plain. I guess it's the I guess the official name, the Westchester County Center in White Plains, New York, barely an hour away for Victory Road. Yes, mm. your boy is making his Impact pay per view debut. He and the Doctor will be going, and I believe Mr. Damato is going as well. So, um. Uh, this will be the first uh, Impact pay-per-view I've ever been to. And when I said this to you guys off-air, but I thought this is hilarious. I'm looking at tickets for Victory Road, and then the next night they're doing an Impact taping, and it is the 1,000th episode of Impact. Can you believe that? All the All the networks and all the... <laughs> political and business rigmarole that this company has gone through in 21 years and they are on their 1000th episode it's crazy it is crazy good for them they survived dixie and are still standing right nate <laughs> they survived dixie they survived hogan they survived Bischoff. Being bought out by canadians <laughs> yep they, they, so they uh they survived, uh, you know, Don and Dixie. They survived Billy Corgan, apparently. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so. Um, they've, they've truly become a global force, Scotty. Oh. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, so. Um, the seats that I'm sitting at that I'm getting with the doctor fourth row fourth row 
for 50 bucks. Fourth row. Those same seats, the next night, are 84. Mm. That's some inflation. But, but like, the pay-per-view is cheaper than the TV taping. What the hell have you ever seen that? It's because you don't That's know who's going to show up, Scott. Orlando Jordan could return. Bubba <laughs> the Love Sponge. Well, it was already announced that uh, that Bubba, Bully, and Devon and the Reverend are uh, reuniting that night. That alone should bring $85 seats. Yes. So, Oof. it's rough. But, I'm excited about an Impact pay-per-view. Very excited about that. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then two days later, I could be in Brooklyn in an air-conditioned opera house. Not in, not in a non-air-conditioned Arpo, Zeppo, Beppo. Mm. <laughs> I discovered the real reason why those tickets are more expensive for the TV taping, Scotty. Oh, what is it, Nathaniel? Uh, in addition to the people that you mentioned, Paulina from Tough Enough is showing up. <gasps> she doesn't work here, but there? she'll be here. <laughs> She's not supposed to be there. Do you think um, the ticket lady's still alive? I doubt it. No. <laughs> so, um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Orlando Jordan will show up, Bischoff. The O-Ring. X-Pac will come, wonder if the band's getting back together. Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh, wow. Mark Madden. <laughs> Vince Russo. <laughs> Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff. Gonna Listen, come together bro. Impact. <laughs> I was on Dark Side of the Ring, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched that the other night. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did too. <laughs> Nate, he calls the audience bro. He says it to the camera. <laughs> he says, he looks at the camera and says, bro. Yeah. I think he's worked himself into a shoot at this point. <laughs> I didn't learn anything new about... Did you guys think you learned anything new about from that? I didn't. No. Not really. Um, the fact that he, like said he pulled the writing team and they all said Booker T should be the champion. Um, I don't know if I, I mean, I believe that anyone in their right mind should have thought Booker T should be the champion and not GI bro at that moment, which they, <laughs> which uh, Vince Russo didn't say anything about that. They didn't say currently the person I wanted to be the champion. I had booked as GI mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are tip. Um, when I watched that, but Brett and I were talking about how Jeff Jarrett has really kind of baby-faced himself over yes. the last year or so, where, um, you know, he looked like the voice of reason between all of them. Like, mm-hmm. I really just didn't want anything to do with this, and it completely ruined everything. Um, you know, so much for, like, him and Vince Russo being you know, best buddies like they were before. Although uh, Lance Storm just kind of sitting around and like it is uh, his his rocker, you know, with his, his tooth gap still there and his glasses and he's all bald yes. now. Oh, God, he he cracked me up. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and for yep. more on that, check out Keep It 2000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. With Lance Storm in, I think, our third to last episode. So mad at 
Brian Mann for not yes finishing I'll, that off. How dare you go to Hollywood, Brian Mann? Mm-hmm. No, he should be on strike now, right? Yes. So um, Nate. I mean, time to do keep it two thousand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if that breaks any any rules. Where are the scabs? Um, I think there should probably be a conversation had after this, Nate. <laughs> scabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they need. We need pod scabs. Mm. <laughs> so, I think the AEW thing. Maybe we should, uh, with them starting to go on the twenty seventh. And the big news with them is that they broke past the uh, mm. SummerSlam ninety two record. They're now at seventy nine thousand three hundred forty six tickets distributed. Uh, set up for eighty four, and there's only sixteen hundred on resale right now so so much for that tony khan buying all those tickets huh right really I think, yeah, I think like next time maybe we can do the big preview because it will still be a couple days oh before. no we our next episode which will drop on the 25th is that weekend so no so coming up in two weeks on our next we're not done yet folks we're just saying it now oh yeah. um yes our next episode will indeed be the all-in preview because that'll be right before that. so yeah definitely so our next episode in two weeks we will we will totally preview um, AEW All In. Now the the card at the moment uh, we have five matches, as Nathaniel said. One of them is slated for the pre-show, and that is Aussie Open defending the ROH World Tag, tag Titles against Better Than You Bay. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they're it's a, rest, what? Yep. It's part of the. I, I think uh, we, we can talk about it as we get there, but I think Adam Cole's gonna sucker M. He suckered MJF into doing this. I, my thoughts: he's Adam Cole's gonna go. It's all a ruse. Mm. And we're Adam Cole's gonna be one going going heel on MJF. Mm. So you think we're talking a little uh, WrestleMania 13 here? Mm-hmm. And I think. Uh, Erotic Strong protest a little too much. <laughs> um, so Aussie Open defending the ROH World Titles against Better Than You Bebe. Then later on in the night, Better Than You Bebe will split and face each other for the AEW World Title. FTR and the Bucks. But they can't do but- that. Let's talk about that and let's get more into this match in in two weeks because mm-hmm. I have a bad feeling that everyone's going to totally over fucking tribalize that match and it's going to end up being just good. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, go to cage match, Nate or Steve. I bet you people have already graded the match five out of five. <laughs> it's already five stars. and The match hasn't happened yet. It's already five stars. Mm. Already five stars. Seven, twelve, twelve and a half, thirteen and a quarter <laughs> stars, and the match hasn't even happened yet. Uh, we have a four-way for the women's world title: Hikaru Shida, who I got to be honest, Steve, I actually like better now than I did when she won it the first time. Hmm. Now I feel like she's got a little, a little oomph under her instead of having it just handed to her because she was Kenny's girl. Um, I feel like she's she's earned it more now. Just my opinion. She'll be facing Tony Storm, Soraya, and a TBD in a four-way 
for the women's title. Who do you think that TBD will be, Steve and Nate? And we can think about it, uh, you know, and then get back to it in two weeks. But what do we think? Oh, it's it's going to be the winner of a uh, Britt Baker, and I can't think of who she's facing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Britt. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Britt. Anna J. No, Anna J. Lost to Sheeta to set up. Yeah, there was a little start yeah. of a tournament. It's going to be Britt. And then Britt wins. Oh. And then you have Britt and Cole, the king and queen. Britt I think could. I can hop on that. I think I can hop on that. Britt could win and hold it until the hater comes back. Mm-hmm. And she could be the heel again. Mm-hmm. And her husband wins. And then we get some shit. I think I could. I think I could. I think, guys, I could jump on that. I think I could jump on that. But we'll get more into that. And then Darby Allen. And Nate's boy, he's actually more of a man than a boy, taking on Mogul Embassy, AR Fox and Swerve, in a tag team coffin match. That match will blow the, can you blow the roof off the place? (laughs) Imagine Sting coming out to all those people and not like in the impact zone. Mm. I think they have to rename the country Stingland. Mm. Oh, Mm. you couldn't even hold that till the close. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, maybe this is Sting's farewell because he really doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> Pretty much Darby Allen do it. I think Darby Allen should turn on Sting and say, I'm tired of carrying your fucking old crippled Hall of Fame ass while I'm doing all the work. This blasphemy should not stand. <laughs> no. Do you, do you my, want Darby to be cheered again? <laughs> in my world... Everybody's a heel sometimes. <laughs> what is it? What, what, what did Punk say? You, you're, you, uh, you're the hero enough. What's the word? You either die or you last long enough to become you the die villain. a hero. You live long enough to become the villain. You die, yeah. you die a hero. You live long enough to become the villain. That's Darby Allen. And then the next thing he said was pass me another muffin. <laughs> yes. Mm. So, I throw, so I could throw it at Kenny's fucking head. <laughs> almost, um, went, almost went to that place the other day. <laughs> you, yep. Mail me. Should have mailed me some muffins. Nate. Do they have uh, a punk muffin on the menu? <laughs> they should. They should. Muffin. If not, they they should. I would kill for an apple punk muffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it probably have to be a brand muffin because punk's old, <laughs> just old and crotchety. Yes. The brand his, muffin with just a, just a hint of honey to give it some sweetness, Steve <laughs> Willie. <laughs> um, yes, sweetness. And then the title match. So we got five matches. More will come because it is a AEW pay per view. So we'll have at least thirteen more matches. Um, <laughs> and we'll go from there. So, uh, now a quick update before we go on the. G1 Climax, the 33rd edition. Um, We are down now to night 18 and 19. Heck yeah. I just finished eight. I just finished day eight. (laughs) Oh, you mean I can't say anything until you catch it? All right, we're all going to wait until Steve watches every match between eight and no, I'm not. All right, well, that'll be the start of G1 Climax. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we have the final four. You know who it is, Steve? Uh, I know two of them. <laughs> you can go ahead. You can, it's fine. I'll, I'll take my headphones off for a hot minute, and I'll, be, uh, I'll hop back on. Okay, 30 seconds. All right, everybody. So if you don't want to know who the Final Four is in the G1, fast forward 30 seconds. I'll give long enough gap. Okay. So this weekend at Ryugoku Kokugikan, one of my favorite buildings to say, Will Ospreay and Tetsuya Naito in one semifinal, Evil and my boy, KO, the other KO, in the other semi. And then Sunday night, the final. And of course, the winner gets a title shot at Kingdom 24. Against Masahiro Chono. Nope. Yes! No. Nope. <laughs> In his farewell. No. It's been an okay tournament so far. We, I think we talked a little bit about it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't even remember if we've talked about it. It's um, the 20 minute. Matches have been much nicer to deal with. The I would definitely book it with a lot less people because there are some people who just do not belong. Right. Uh, but there's there's been some really fun matches. The uh, um, couple I just watched recently, the Eddie Kingston Tomohiro Ishii match is as good as you'd think it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think hmm. they fought in AEW too, but this one was even better. Um, they yeah, that like. Was yeah, it was, I mean, about, I, I would say close to a five-star match. Um, it's it just people beating the shit out of each other. Uh, yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Cobb. Um, I was day eight. That was really fun. I need to call up my little... Um, uh, I'm looking for matches that are that were over 20 minutes. Uh, well, all of them... Was it, there was the, a draw on night 10... Yeah, there's 20-minute time limit, so... It was a draw in night 10 between Tamatanga and Takagi. That ended in a draw. So, oh, uh, uh, seven. Night seven, Sonata versus Noah's Kaito Kiyomiya had an incredible uh, finish. And, like, the last five minutes were amazing. Not a big mm. Sonata guy, but, like, Kaito Kiyomiya is, like... I had never heard of him, I but he's was really been excellent. Uh, well, in, a in lot a... of these nights have been very balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, night 11, no 20. Night 12, no 20. Night 13, no 20. Mm-hmm. Night 14. Uh, the main event fell a minute and eight seconds short. I won't say who won, but it was mm-hmm. Will and El Fantasmo. It ended at 18.52. I won't tell you who won. There was one uh, match uh, that went right up to the time limit, and I won't say yeah, that one either. Uh, yeah, night was... 15, not close. Night 16, not close. Night 17... Uh, there was a quarter. One of the quarterfinals went twenty-one forty-six. Okay, so I must have changed the time limit for those last matches. It was. It was uh, I won't say who won, but it was. Uh, it was Okada and your boy ZSJ. So there we go. So the last match that took place on, in fact, tonight, or as we're recording, it just it must have just happened. So there we go. So we announced the semis, and in two weeks, uh, we'll talk about it and see who won and who gets the title shot, folks, at Kingdom 24 against Hashimoto. 
I wish. I wish he was still alive. Right? Didn't he pass away? He did, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Shinya Hasramoto. God, he was mm-hmm. so good. He was so good. Nate, I think on our next, uh, or Steve, on our next, well, Nate, you should join us on an episode. But Steve, on our next pot of honor, we need to find some Hashimoto. Okay. Was he in ROH? I don't know if he ever made it, but we can, uh, we can find some, like, find best uh, New Japan ROH crossover matches. Yeah. Get through the rasterizer. See what happens. Or the randomizer. Rasterizer is a, <laughs> is a, is a piece of TV equipment. <laughs> anyway. I hope you enjoyed the week, this week's show. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. We uh, we went through a lot of uh, stuff. We chewed up SummerSlam. And now we will look ahead to All In. And on our next episode in two weeks, Nate, Steve, and I will give you a full AEW All In preview as the show will be two, three nights later for a whopping 50 bucks. Um, but, guys, I don't know if you heard this news story. I guess AEW is... Um, copywriting the name AEW plus so um and then by the time which is funny by the time we do our next episode not only will all in have happened but all out would have too yeah so we can preview both of them i i i don't agree with that but oh i agree with (laughs) doing the preview of course i don't (laughs) agree with having back-to-back shows that's oh no i yeah particularly since they're not streaming and you'd have to pay 50 bucks back-to-back weeks they should do a deal, like two for 75 or something. That's what they should <laughs> In any event, Nathaniel, what is going on over on the incredibly sexy Kings of Sport Patreon? Well, you know, Scott, it's a lot going on. You know, it's a big week. Uh, you know, Vince Russo stopped by uh, the Patreon. Uh, so listen, bro, that's, that's, that's a great episode uh, with, with uh, TNA Hall of Famer. Vince Russo. Uh, <laughs> but no, if you want to hear more from me, check out the Kings of Sport podcast. It is over on uh, Patreon. It's on Podbean. It's it's wherever you get your shows, people. Uh, but Patreon is where you can help support the show. We've got some new ideas that, that are in the works. Uh, we've introduced uh, 10-Day Ray, Rookie Ray, as our newest member of the Kings of Sport team. And uh, we've got a, a side project that, that Ray's cooking up. As well as uh, Steve Willie, uh, I, I think I can break this now. You know, talks mm. are still uh, going on. We're still in negotiations, but Andrew Thompson might be bringing a show to the okay. sport uh, feed uh, in the coming months. Uh, so those are two things to look out for. Our latest episode was last month. We've got an episode coming up here within the next week or so, where I'm sure we'll talk a lot of NFL as we are now in preseason. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, Kings of Sport, Patreon.com. Five bucks gets you in the door, but if you want to be in the VIP section with Steve Willie and mm-hmm. Scott, Cris- Scott Criscola and Ronda Rousey after she pays her mortgage, uh, you know, you can pay yeah. more and we, and we won't stop you. Uh, but check the Kings of Sport out. Uh, check out my work at Post Wrestling. Uh, over SummerSlam weekend, I was on uh, Collision Course with Kate from Montreal where we talked about uh, AEW Collision. Uh, and I was also over on True Hill Heat, as I mentioned earlier, talking about SummerSlam on the day after. Uh, and then my final plug is for uh, something over on the uh, the NOSO, I believe, which is uh, the final episode. Steve Willie. What? The final episode for now, because I don't I, podcasts are like bo- podcast retirements are like boxing retirements. Mm-hmm. Steve Willie, they like wrestling retirements. You don't buy. 
Yes, you, you you can't say something's truly retired until the person that created it is in the ground, and even then somebody might bring it back uh, with archival footage and AI. Uh, <laughs> somebody could there, there'll be an AI Steve Willie a hundred years from now on on some wrestling podcast. Uh, but I joined Jennifer Smith for the final episode of You Heard About Pluto. Yes. Oh. Uh, so yep. we watched Wild a- Women of Wrestling. Oh boy! Uh, so I, I don't know when that episode's out. I think Jenny said it'll be sometime next week or the week after, but soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get ready for uh, the the final voyage of you heard about Pluto, and for anything else Nate related, uh, you can you can go on Twitter. I'm I'm still gonna say Twitter because I'm a rebel, Steve Willie. Wow! At in the number eight M O Z A I K. You can't buy me Elon Musk. I mean, it depends on how high the price tag is, but for now, you can't buy me. Now, Stephen, mm-hmm. we know where we can find you. Yeah, Instagram at GCW Sex Pot. Yeah, um, Sweat Pot. I meant to say Sweat Pot Sex Pot too. Sweat Pot Sex yeah, Burner Account. Sweaty Sex yeah. Pot. Yes, uh, that's the, um, my Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my Patreon. These these got an OnlyFans. I do have just an OnlyFans. Dispenses only uh, positive advice. There's only yes, one no, fan that it signs up. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> Fun bags or fun army or whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, <laughs> uh, obviously you can find me on, on uh, the Twitex, Twits, Twitzers, Twitterx, um, at Scott C. Podfather. But please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do mm. wrestling time travel every day. Um, you got to get on thread, Scott. That's where all the cool kids are. Instagram is for people who can't spell. Okay. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> I feel like threads is like. Remember that time, like, 10 years ago, Steve, when Apple just threw that YouTube record on everybody's uh, phone? Yes. 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 That's what Threads feels like. Like, the only reason I joined is because I'm already on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, easy. (laughs) Like, if I had to do one more step to verify who I was, I wouldn't have joined Threads. (laughs) (laughs) They made it easy enough. Just easy enough. Um, So... Uh, you know, we do wrestling time travel. We post the podcast. You probably grab this off Twitter. So check it out. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. Join uh, myself and the doctor for this weekend's episode of the NWA Saturday special. Join uh, Luke Jennings for the newest episode of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And of course, the Monday Night Project on Monday. And we got some great stuff next week as well. So for Brother Nate and Brother Steve, I'm Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. All in preview in two weeks. Join us. See ya. Hey, Steve Willie. Hey, Nate Milton. So, uh, you know, Scott talked a lot about his time in Detroit and, and what a great weekend it was. And um, unfortunately, you know, it wasn't a great weekend for one Rick Steiner, who should have had a big homecoming moment. But because of, you know, things that, that may have been said, Steve Willie, mm-hmm. that were said, Rick Steiner couldn't be a part of it. But Scott actually didn't tell us this earlier. Now, I'm... I don't want to tell, 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 tell tales out of school. I'm so worked up about what I'm about to tell you, Steve, but I can't even say it. Uh, but Scott left out a crucial detail when Uh-oh. he was uh, talking about going shopping for that hat earlier. So, you know, Scott did tell us, you know, he was looking for this particular hat with the retro SummerSlam logo all day, which was true. He, he went to the uh, shop, you know, the next day and they, they were all sold out, which is true. Uh, and, and he did get a promo code 
from the the guy at the store, which which is all true. All of that is true. The one thing Scott Criscola left out is that the person there who gave him that code was actually none other than Rick Steiner's baby brother, Scott Steiner. And when Scott Steiner gave Scott that code, he said, Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Holla if you hear me. It's <laughs> a long way to go. <laughs> it was very long. Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs>